0: Good morning everybody this is daniel dillian's personal coach we have uh another topic that uh that john is going to speak today and welcome to john it is our our, our number one guest and then we, we have a chance to talk to him two times and then uh we're so happy to welcome one more time james i can say john Marley. Thank you, John. We're going to talk about a wonderful topic this morning, how to control emotions. You hold the microphone, John. Here we go. Thank you, John, for coming to our show today. It, it,
1: it's my pleasure, Daniel, to be here again. So uh, emotions is something that we have to keep in check, right? Because if we don't keep our emotions in check, it's going to do a couple things. One, it's going to cause us to outburst and do things we don't wanna do. And you know, once something leaves our lips, we can't take it back. So I always tell people that you need to be cognizant mm-hmm. of what you're gonna say mm-hmm. before you say it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially when it's a heated situation, mm-hmm. whether it's a relationship, whether it's business, whether it's a negotiation, you have to understand that communication is an art. And like we talked about the other day, patience, you need to have the patience Mm -hmm. to get your message across. Mm -hmm. If you do it haphazardly or very quickly, it's going to make you look bad. It's going to damage your reputation. I said before that it could take hours, could take days, it could take months, it could take years to build a quality reputation, but you could destroy that. It is a fraction of a second.
2: You're right. Or
1: something you do or something you say.
2: You're right.
1: So so when we think about emotion, all right, I don't know if you know this, ladies and gentlemen, but we are (laughs) emotional beings. Okay. And if you're wondering why something isn't getting manifested into this world, it's because you're not feeling it. I said before. In order to get something, it's not just about the mind. It's about the mind and the heart tied together. And so when we see that, we have to understand that the heart is not about just thought. It's about feelings. So in order to get the heart fired, we've got to be talking about feelings. we got to feel them. Yes. Let's try an experiment right now. Let's say you want to feel good about your day, right? You could think about feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm having a good day. I'm being praised. I feel so great up here. But guys, I don't feel that. Yeah. Now let's take it down here. Let's take the same feeling and feel it in my heart. I yes. feel great. I feel loved. I feel satisfied. I feel content. I feel amazing. I feel on top of the world. Yes. Now yes. you've got feeling and you're going to manifest that right. because the feeling is the language of the universe to create manifestation.
0: Yes, say, say that again, John. The feeling- I'm sorry? Is, say that again. The feeling is the language of the universe, say that again.
1: Yes, so so the language of the universe is not words. Wow. Okay. It is feelings.
0: Wonderful.
1: I like that. And John. so the reason people don't get what they want, Daniel, and to our wonderful audience, is because they're so up here in their head. <laughs> but they can't feel it, it. right? Maybe you want to manifest a million dollars. You say, oh, gee, I could see the million dollars. And it's great. They do all this mind work. Yes. But I want to ask you something. If you receive that million dollars, what is your life going to be like? Where are you going to be sitting? How are you going to be, how are you going to be feeling? What are you going to be sensing? Yes. How is your body going to be? What are you going to be saying? Wow. How are you going to feel right now in your heart that yes, you've got millions of dollars coming to you? You feel great. You feel on top of the world. You see, people say to me, John, I can't feel that way because I don't have the money. Baloney. You see, feeling comes first. Money comes second. Yes. You need to feel it first and believe it. Paul yes. Bristol-Myers <laughs> right. said it very well, the magic of believing. Yes. The reason people don't achieve is because they don't use the right language, which is feeling. And they go to put that language out there, but they feel it haphazardly. So if I say to you, you want a new car, and this was one of the very first manifestations I did when I got out of uh, college, I wanted this luxury car. I took a picture of the car, put it on my screen, saw my screensaver. I went and drove the car. (laughs) I felt the car, what it felt like, the leather against my back, what the seats felt like, what the car said when it talked to me, how the steering wheel felt on my hand, how confident and how secure I felt in that car. Wow. And so when I got home, I sat in my favorite chair, Uh closed my eyes, the car was keyless. So I put my foot on the on the imaginary brake uh-huh. and I touched the button and I could feel the har- heart starting to hear the car starting. Great. And the adrenaline built in my body. And then I took my two hands and I put them on the steering wheel. Wow. And then I put it into reverse, checking sure, making sure my seatbelt's on and I could feel it. And then I felt what it was like to open up the window and go down the highway and have that air just blowing in my hair.
0: Wow. It's so about faith, John. I love that.
1: It, it's about faith and it is about feeling. Yes. I always say this, uh, our Lord or our God, depending on what religion you guys are, or yes, even I, if you're I, not,
0: you believe in John, your creator, I, I don't know. I'll tell you, I'm a have. pastor, John. I'm a pastor, too.
1: Oh, I didn't even know. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, faster, yeah, so, so, you know, uh, so I've been um, yourself. <laughs> you know, I've
1: always said to you that you have to be grateful every day. Yes. You said that when I get up in the morning, uh, when I'm going to bed at night, spend that five minutes and be grateful. And if your day went lousy, it's like, ah, oh, there's nothing to be grateful. Yeah, you yes. have a great thing to be grateful. You're alive.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: I had a great meal. Right. I talked to some good people. I can hear. I can see. I can walk. I can talk. Yes. I can communicate. Mm-hmm. There's some people that can't do that.
0: No, they can't.
1: And I am blessed to have the thoughts that are not mine, mm-hmm. but there are creator and God's thoughts that he puts in my head to allow me to be the vehicle to allow them to come forward to all of you. I never know what I'm going to talk about. Amazing.
2: I have no clue. I yeah. just
1: say, God, I'm getting on stage. Uh, <laughs> just uh, put the right script to my head, okay? Because yes. I don't know what track I'm supposed to be on <laughs> today. And somehow it happens.
0: Yes, it uses you. <laughs>
1: and so the same thing happens. I'm also very involved in my church. I'm a, I'm a lector.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, people say to me, John, you know, you're an amazing reader. Mm-hmm. I said, no. I said, I read the words clearly. I said, I am just the instrument that yes. our Lord uses to put the words. Yeah. But the way you said it, the Praise way the you Lord. emphasized, the way you did this, the way you did that, I said, I didn't do anything. I just practiced and gave it my best. And then I let the Lord just deliver it the ways everything okay. was so amazing. Like, you know, you paused, you had inflection points, you talked differently when it was the Lord versus I said, I just did what was coming to me. Wonderful. So some people, when they read, it's like, and they say in the word of God, I was like, where was the reading like where was it their heart was not in it you're right when um our priest uh our father very mm-hmm. nice gentleman our church is very picky about who they pick to read mm-hmm. and i remember many years ago i wanted to read for palm sunday i think it was six years ago mm-hmm. roughly and i'd be coming to this church for a long time And um. I came to the church, and this is a little bit of a different story. I came to the church because I was having a challenge in my life, not to get to that. But wow. I was having a challenge, and I always believed in, in, in my faith and everything. But as I got older, I grew in my faith more. Mm-hmm. There was somebody, without getting all the details, who was trying to persecute me for something I didn't do. Wow. But they were telling somebody that I did something because they knew that it could put me away. And if I did that, they're correct. But I didn't do anything close to that.
2: Mhm.
1: So they lied and made the statement. And I said, oh, Lord, God, I said, you know, my days have been very hard. They've been very strained. I feel sometimes like I want to just throw up blood inside me. I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I just ask you to give me the faith, to give me the energy, give me the courage to go through this for I not know. I I know not when it's going to be over, but I know that you will raise me up. Wonderful. I don't know when that will be. And I remember going to this church for years before that. But during that year, they saw me coming to church and saw me praying. And I always like to do it quietly. I never want to do it showing alms. And I would come there late at night. I would come there in the morning when nobody was there. And I remember coming to Daily Chapel in our church. And I had an altar servant in years. And one of the people said to me, John, uh, would you help me out uh, next week? I said, help you out with what? Well, could you, would you mind doing what I do? I said, what do you do? Well, like service. Wow. Brian, I haven't served in years. Like it's had a change. It hasn't changed that much. Don't worry about it. He says, I'm going for surgery in my brain. to think we have cancer on one side of my brain. So if you could help me out, that'd be great. Cause I'm scheduled to serve next week. I like, okay. I came in, I did the service the best I could. And after that service or two, the sisters came and says, "Um, you know, John, uh, the way you're holding the chalice Or the way you're walking up, um, you know, that's probably not the way you should do it. And so they would have things every day, you know, when you hold it, could you hold it more from the bottom and not from the top because you're blocking So I was getting these constructive feedbacks from the nuns every single day. Wow. I said, I may not be cut out to do this. At the end of the month, uh, he comes back and I'm still serving. Yes. And the sister comes back. She says, you know, you serve mass so uh, so prayerfully, like an angel. Wonderful. I said, well, well thank God. you, sister. I said, I thank you for the compliment. Sorry, and so um, I went to uh, father uh, before this, before I had become a server and uh, asked him if I could read for Pomps, He said, oh, John, he says, um, he said, they're all scheduled months in advance. And there's a training and a class. I said, I've read He said, yeah, but we have a process. So I went through the serving. And hold on one second. I've just got to let this person and I apologize. They're right back. Mm-hmm.
0: Hello everybody. Uh, we have a wonderful topic today with John Marley about how to control your emotions. John Molly. Is our second guest. He was with us uh, like before the other day, and then uh, he is with us again. Now, uh, listen to him one more time. Uh, our guest, John Marley. John, keep talking, please. Thank you.
1: Thank you. So, I asked Father if I could read, and he, you know, priests usually don't say no, but he said no to me, and I was kind of taken back. Wow the church is selective. I
2: don't
1: know if you know that, but they are selective. They don't publicize it, but
2: they're,
1: but they're selective. They don't want an ax murder up on stage. (laughs) And so, um, after I did that, a lady came to me, uh, no, a father came to me, maybe three, four months later after I'd been serving. Okay. And, um, he goes, John, he says, uh, you know, we're having a lector class. It's normally all day Saturday, but I'm holding a shortened version Uh um, the second Tuesday of next month. I just want to check with you and see if that date would work with you because I was going to put in the bulletin this week. (laughs) And I said, that'll be fine. He said, well, great. We would love to have you. It's going to be from six to 10, but you don't have to go to the all day Saturday one. Okay. So I went there and it was a formality. (laughs) I don't think I learned anything. (laughs) And so after that happened, I started getting asked to serve my daily mass, which was, then I got asked to serve, like I did go to Saturday mass, which is 5.30. Then I got asked to serve other masses. Well, this year something interesting happened. I got asked to serve about a week or two ago, the reading that I was declined from reading six years ago. I got asked to be a reader for Palm Sunday on Saturday's mass. Wow. And I even got asked to do Easter, but I'm not around. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So my point is, is that you have to realize that if you're not gonna do something right now, it's not because God doesn't want you to do it. Mm There is a divine time, even though you and I might disagree with that. There is a yes. divine time.
0: Perfect time of God. Wonderful time. But it's not
1: our time. Yeah. Yes. It's not our time.
0: It's about God's time.
1: It's God's time. <laughs> yes. sir. <laughs> so I started realizing, and after this whole thing had happened, by the way, this challenge, it was with the courts and everything, mm-hmm. I decided about... Four or five months after I got a little calmer, my lawyer was doing nothing for me. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Nobody was helping me because remember, they're saying I'm a criminal because that's how I was put down. You know, when you're done, you're you're guilty until proven innocent. You're not innocent until proven guilty in the United States. I have to tell you that. So I said to myself, you know, God, how am I going to get out of this? Nobody's helping me. Like, what do I do? And uh, I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to file a counterclaim against this individual. My attorney said, oh, no, no, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. So I went to the court and I represented myself. (laughs) My attorney had a heart attack. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm doing it without counsel." You shouldn't be doing that. So I went to the, I went to, he found it afterwards. I went there and uh, the judge saw me. And and, uh, after I did the whole pleading and I submitted it, I went before the judge and he says, "Uh, Mr. Morley. I said, yes, your honor. Um, he says, why are you here? And I told him, I simply well, honor, I didn't start this whole show. Okay. Wow. I didn't begin this whole ticker tape parade. I'm just trying to defend my honor when somebody actually dragged me in and I'm cooperating with you mm-hmm. because that's what the legal system requires. Yeah. And I apologize if we're taking your time. He goes, Mr. Morley, this is not the time for the Geraldo Rivera show or the Dr. Phil show. Mm -hmm. I have better things to do with my life, Wow. but I am going to grant you uh, your request uh, because your your information seems plausible and it seems fair. So I'm gonna proceed with the counterclaim. I proceeded with the counterclaim. My friends got uh, their notice. Mm They were having a heart attack Wow! and they bring them to the court and he says to them, "Um, sir, I'm going to mention his name. He says, "Uh, um, how do you plead? He says, I plead not guilty. Okay. He says, "Um, and do you have an attorney? He says, no, I don't have an attorney. He says, well, you need to get one by such and such a date. He says, well, what happened? I thought the state was going after him because he's a criminal. Well, apparently Mr. Morley filed a counterclaim. And the prosecutor in the state have no interest in pursuing him anymore. Mm-hmm. We believe this is just a personal matter. So mm-hmm. they're not really interested in pursuing this. Mm-hmm. Thus, if you need to bring your own lawyer, since he's now bringing this against you, the state's out of this. Mm-hmm. So they come again to the courtroom a month later. They like to waste time mm-hmm. a month later. And he says to the gentleman, he's a younger kid. And he's all annoyed. He says, Do you have the lawyer?" He says, Well, I talked to my lawyer. He says, he says, okay, and is he coming? Well, uh, he said, we probably can work this out right now. He's very busy. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a lawyer, do you? Did you retain or hire a lawyer? Uh-huh. Not at this time, why not? Well, he's very busy. So he says, look, he says, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the uh, prosecutors got up and said, uh, your honor, I'd like to handle this. Mm-hmm. So we go into a small room. And we had a restraining order and there was no speaking. And I raised my hand. I said, uh, Mr. Prosecutor and, and, uh, and my attorney and the other parties here that be, I said, may I speak, would that be okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they said, yes, that'd be fine. I said, um, Mr. Prosecutor and the attorneys that are just sitting back here and really not defending my honor, I believe what we have here is a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. And I believe some egos got bruised And I think what happened is somebody decided that they needed to lie about something to safeguard their own lives because they were the ones that were truly at fault, but there was a miscommunication here. Thus I'd like to propose that I'm willing to drop all the charges Mm -hmm. against this person in lieu of them, dropping them against me. And let's just go on our way, celebrate, the holidays, and make like this never happened again. Mm-hmm. And so um, they had agreed. We get back to the court. The judge says, uh, "Do you agree to drop the charges?" I don't agree to drop anything. He's got to drop them first. He's, maybe you don't understand how this works. He's already agreed to drop the charges if you drop them. So, by they were so pigheaded and stupid, they didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Long story short. I met his father, shook everybody's hand, Uh, not their hands, but I I shook the father's hand. He says, John, he says, I hope you have a good holiday. He says, I don't know what's with my son. He Mm -hmm. says, you guys were friends for years. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going through his head. All I know is if he ever does this to another person again, that's innocent, I'll disown him because this was an abomination. And I apologize for all the time and the heartache and the pain uh, that my son caused you, he fabricated a law lawsuit case to bring me to court. It was hard to bear, it, John. And so I kept going to church and I kept praying about
0: it. Where's God?
1: And I said, God, I don't know how to do this. Uh, at that time, I obviously wasn't producing motivational videos six, seven years ago. <laughs> I had enough to get my own strength. Didn't know whether I was going to live the next day, not because of me or anything I was going to do, but because I didn't know if I was going to have the strength to make it through the next day. I felt like I was going to throw up my lungs. Wow. It's a horrible feeling. And um, when everyone left the courtroom, I didn't gloat. I was happy. Everything was over and it was all dismissed. The parties were upset yelling and screaming at each other, boyfriend and girlfriend, yelling and screaming at each other, saying, how did you let this happen? What happened? I already spent $10,000 trying to fabricate this case. We're not doing it anymore. $10,000, Daniel, Hmm. to fabricate a case. Hmm. There's some very bad attorneys out there that are willing to take your money Uh to... Try to get somebody indicted or, uh, let's say, uh, charged. Yeah, right. And where it started to matter with him is when I brought the charges against him, he worked for a financial company. Well, I knew that if he had a record on his uh, case, you know what was going to happen. They were going to fire him. Yeah, so he became very worried now Mm -hmm. that he could lose his job. Because as of right now, he didn't need to notify his employer. But if he got charged, he knew they probably would find out and he'd be fired. Yeah. So I always say that you are never mightier than the power of God. Yes. I might be very intelligent, but I am nothing but a, I don't even have one, a little tiny pebble, probably smaller than that pebble. Yes, without the blessing of God, wonderful. I'm nothing without
0: Him. Wonderful, you're right, John. And there's a word verse uh, quotes that can go like that. And then uh, they say,s uh, "I lift up my 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 head to the hills, where my head's come from. My head's come from the Lord, with the Maker of the heaven and earth." And then when we realize that uh, we can have everything, we can have knowledge, we can have money, but there's some situations only God can deliver us. That says in the book of Psalms 121, verse, verse, verse oh, 1. Wow. And then uh, God is the one, you know, he's our, he's our ultimate judge, you know. And so
1: I think a lot of people, so God wants what you want. The thing is, sometimes God wants what you want to be better than what you want. So yes. I always say, if you don't get what you want, it's not because you're not going to get it. You're Mm going to get that in everything you want. Yes. But you might get something better. Yes. And you have to be open to the way it comes to you. Yes. Yes, sir. Amen to that. Amen. So another blessing was answered recently. uh, And that was I had a gentleman, I don't know if I told you the story. Mm -hmm. And this gentleman told me to, he asked me when I was going to give up. I run a chair. He asked me what I'm going to give up and stop this foolishness. So one time he invited me to his office to tell me that one of the programs I built was great and that he was going to launch it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, nor was my organization. And that's it. And I said, can I help you? He says, no, you're Uh-oh. too small. He said, when are you going to, fool- when are you going to give up this foolishness? When are you going to give up? <laughs> I closed my eyes, Dale for a few minutes. He goes, what are you doing? I said, well, sir, I don't want to lie to you. So I want to give you the exact year, month, day, minute, and second that I'm going to give up. Oh. (laughs) And I said to him, sir, I'm going to give up. And you can see him perking the chair. Yes. When? When? A little baby boy or a little baby girl Tells their parents they don't want to walk anymore. Make always funny faces. He goes, when the H is that? And I said, well, let me ask you a question, sir. You have two children, right? A boy and a girl? Yes. Uh, They're both through college or or in college? Yes. And I'm sure they both have learned to walk. Am I correct? He says, yes. Let me ask you something. When did either of them ever tell you that they never wanted to learn to walk anymore? It's <laughs> giving me more facial expressions. Like
0: tough question. The
1: tough
2: question it was.
1: Never, I said. You know, sir, I always knew that when I met you five years ago, mm-hmm. that you were a bright and intelligent man,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that when I asked you that question today, that you would give me the correct answer the first time. Mm-hmm. He said to me, John, you're arrogant. Now get the H out of my office. (laughs) I said, sir, it'll be my pleasure. I want to let you know something, though. You know I didn't need you. I came here with an olive branch asking to work with you. And he just went away. Wow. And we've had some, call it little moments where political touch and go because he doesn't want to do the wrong thing politically, but yet he doesn't support me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, about two days ago, April second, I should say, mm-hmm. April second, roughly. And uh, my organization has been growing slowly. Mm-hmm. He published a news, uh, 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 an email that came from their normal newsletter they do,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the special in in the weekly newsletter. And he says, uh, I want to thank everyone. As soon as I heard that, I said, why is he thanking everyone? (laughs) I bet you he's going to step down. I want to thank all of you for the many years, the 13 years that I've served as XYZ. And I've had the privilege and pleasure to get to know so many of you. And I have decided that I'm not going to rerun for election. Wow. And I look forward to seeing many of you around town. Now, this was a guy that was my last thorn. To getting through, to gain the
0: support that I need. Done. Uh, the The, the meeting's gonna be over. So, great. You're gonna end before the. Okay. The program ends. Let's let's say the final word. I'm gonna just uh, finish.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah. I think the most important thing is you need to bring your A game to life. Yeah. If you don't, someone else will. So, don't be afraid if other people, a couple of them, don't like you. That's okay. Yes. Yeah. And the last point I want to leave you with is this. If you're around people with negative energy, Mm -hmm. you're gonna become them and a product of of them. So you need to either politely tell them to knock it off. And if they don't, you need to tell them you don't wanna hang around with them anymore. Yes. Because no one, Daniel, has the right to make you feel inferior about yourself without your permission. Yes, John, go for it, that's true. So if you'd like to learn a little more about me, it's very easy. I produce hundreds of hours of free content a week to improve the quality of your life and everyone else around you that you care about. Yeah. Uh, but you have to make the first step to want to improve your life. I can't tell you to improve your life. I can only give you the tools. You can go to believe, that's HTTP colon forward slash forward slash believe, B-E-L-I-E-V-E, me, M-E, achieve. Yes. A-C-H-I-E-V-E.com. Believemeachieve.com. Yes to get connected to all the great content that I publish.
0: Wonderful. Bible. That's nice. And then I'll thank you, John. Now we have a chance to talk to John again. This is a wonderful uh, podcaster host. Uh, we have a privilege to have him today. And we're going to have also the next week, I can say. Thank you, John, for your time. We appreciate your, your experience with the Lord, especially how God saved you from an accusation. And I believe... That only God can, can judge us. Only God can set us free when we took in a trap. And I believe God is so faithful. He knows your heart. He's your best provider, your best judge, your best guide. Thank you, John, for sharing your testimony with us. And I hope forward to see you one more time. This is Daily Inspirational Quotes. Daily Inspirational Quotes. Daniel Barnaby, it's a pleasure honor to have you with us. And the, the listeners, thank you for your time. Hope to see you with another podcast with John and I or another guest. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. day. Thank you, John,
0: for coming. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.